0: Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, of course, I've just come back from my holiday break, and we're going to be back into our normal run with our podcast. There'll be three or four podcasts each and every day like you guys are used to. And... I mean, over the holidays, uh, over my holiday break, I was only away for a week or so, but the amount of storylines to come out of that week in Rugby League, I mean, no one's surprised this is what Rugby League is, but there's a lot to go over, and I'll be going over those in the next 24 hours uh, today and tomorrow on Tuesday. The other thing to keep an eye out on Tuesday is we've got our Branko Lee podcast dropping, which is one of my favourites I've ever done. You all know I've been a big fan of Branko for a long time now, and to hear his story and just the raw emotions surrounding everything he's been through is simply... Unbelievable, And for him to be where he is now, a premiership winner and a state of origin player, it simply defies belief. So this is one that I cannot wait to bring you. Stay tuned for that tomorrow morning. But I thought that I'd kick off um, the restarting of our podcast for 2021. Um, I dropped the other day my my tip to win the premiership. Actually, I dropped it on the last day of 2020, so a couple of days back now. And you, you'll all remember at the end of 2019, I tipped the Melbourne Storm to win the comp in 2020. And little did I know it would be the most chaotic Competition we've ever seen in the NRL with COVID and whatnot. It was just like nothing we've ever seen before, hopefully, like nothing we will ever see again. And I think 2021, it'll be another year dominated by the Melbourne Storm. Popped a little bit of pushback here. Obviously, Cameron Smith is leaving. I understand that it's a massive loss. They're getting Harry Grant. Um, You all know I'm the number one fanboy of Harry Grant, have been for a while now. And I really do think this team can go back-to-back. Back. And I um I had a couple of slides here that I put up on Instagram. So I'll just go through them and I'll explain them to you as we go. So uh, why the Storm will go back-to-back back in 2021. My first slide was about Cameron Munster. Now, we spoke about it all last year, Cameron Munster. He was leading up to something special. Yeah, we tipped him to be the Clive Churchill medalist, Melbourne to win the comp. Uh, in the grand final, he wasn't quite the player he should have been. The, the reality is with Munster over the last, what, eight weeks, he was running around on one leg. Yeah, to still be able to win a premiership and do what he did was simply incredible. Um, The big bang that we were tipping all year at the back end of the season, which we assumed would be the grand final, it came in state of origin, and you all saw that. Now, you've got to remember Munster, he's 26 years old. Next year, he's going to be 27. Um, For me, I've always said halves when they're 27 to 28, this is when you see their absolute best footy. And, you know, there's numerous examples of, you know, Joey... Freddie, Thurston, they all tend to play their peak footy, their most complete football. Yes, they will have bigger highlights elsewhere, but their most complete football is normally played in that time. And I think Cameron Munster, you're about to see something really special from him. I just think Greg Bellamy is going to get the very best out of Munster. You know, Cameron Smith's obviously going to be retiring here. Well, we're assuming he's going to be retired and it it means that Craig Bellamy is going to be forced to hand the keys to Cameron Munster, and I really do think this is going to bring the very best out of him. I think when the big moments come, Cameron Munster stands up, and I think being the man in charge of the Melbourne Storm, I think it'll be sensational for him. You know, I wouldn't probably go as far as giving him the captaincy. I think I'd go with like a Jesse Bromwich or one of those lads, but um, I just think Cameron Munster, this is his team now. He's going to own it, and I think as I said, Cameron Smith walking out of the building now. Cameron Smith, he's a better footballer than Harry Grant, he's a better hooker than Harry Grant, don't get me wrong, but right now, in 2021, when you consider the rules and the way the game is heading, Harry Grant is more suited to Rugby League, and I think it's going to pay absolute dividends for this team, I just think he is going to be incredible this year, and you all know I've been his number one fanboy for a long time, been talking about him for two odd years now, and... Look, I'm just going to give you a little warning. I said 18 months ago he's a top 10 hooker in the game. I was wrong. He is the best hooker in the game. And I'll tell you right now, you haven't even seen the best of him yet. All you've seen of Harry Grant is him go to the most dysfunctional team in the league without a preseason, chopping and changing with halves. Brooks was dropped. Benji was dropped. They're all over the place. They didn't have a fullback most of the season. Who the hell was their fullback the entire season? It changed teams. You end up with Adam Dwayne. Fuck me. If he's a fullback... I should still get a gig in the NRL. This guy, he has been surrounded by dysfunction in everything you've seen, Harry Grant. And still, he was at the top of my, of the Dally M list, right up there. If it wasn't for an injury there, I think he would have gone very close to getting it here. And he was in, in my opinion, the worst team in the NRL, the most dysfunctional team. Yes, the Broncos, they were awful. Canterbury, they were dreadful. But the Tigers are the most dysfunctional team. I think their organisation is all over the place. And he walked into that team without any sort of preparation. He walked in there during the COVID break after spending a pre-season behind Cameron Smith, doing limited reps in Melbourne, and then was their starting hooker and he was their best player by far and away. Fast forward, 2021, he arrives back in Melbourne, the defending premiers under Craig Bellamy with Cameron Smith watching over his shoulder with one of the best forward packs in the game, if not the best forward pack in the game with a successful team with a built structure that is just waiting for him to walk into it. I think he's going to have a cracking season. And he's another reason why I think they're going to go back-to-back. He's a front-foot footballer. And when you have a look at, at the Melbourne Storms halves, you've got Cameron Munts, you've got Jerome Hughes. Both, to me, they're fullbacks at heart. So they're both running halves. When you've got a guy like Harry Grant, you could just see, whenever Harry Grant was on the field for the Tigers last year, Luke Brooks, Benji Marshall, they were on the front foot. Yeah, even though they're ruck, they didn't win. Any, they, they, they hardly ever won the centre third. But Harry Grant, it doesn't matter this is what I've been talking about for 18 months with him about how good he is because he doesn't need his forward pack to win the ruck for him to dominate the centre third and there's not many hookers you see like that Cameron Smith's another one and this kid he's going to be the best one we've seen since Smith and I think he'll be the best one we see after Smith he is simply incredible and I really do think he's going to bring the absolute best out of Munster and I think he's going to bring the best out of Jerome Hughes which is really scary and then you've got little little Ryan Pappenhausen who is just alive on everything through the center third and to me it just spells danger for all the other teams. I I personally think they're 2021 team. I know they've lost Vinavalo. I know they've lost Cameron Smith. I think they're going to be better with Harry Grant. I really do. I think they're I, I think they're more suited to the modern game and and please don't message me saying how could you say Harry Grant's better than Cameron Smith after 20 games. I'm not I'm saying he's more suited to the modern game. And I really do think this Melbourne team, they are going to be hard to track down in 2021. So I've spoken about Munster. I've spoken about Harry Grant. The other major factor that I really like is Craig Bellamy. Now, of course, he's a fantastic coach. We all know what he's achieved. It's great. But he's hes well aware of his legacy. Yeah, he's well aware of the history of rugby league. He's well aware of where he stands. He's, of course, got the salary crap drama that's always going to hang over him. There's always going to be a few asterisks next to Craig Bellamy. But... For him to do what he did in 2012, 2017, then in 2020 to win that premiership during COVID when they weren't in Melbourne, they were stuck on the Sunshine Coast. It's simply incredible. Now, the thing with those premierships, uh, 2012, Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk. Yeah, 2017, he did it without Billy Slater. Yeah? Uh, so sorry, he had Billy Slater in that team. T- 2020, he does it without Cooper Cronk and he does it without Billy Slater, But he's still got Cameron Smith, yeah? So he's still got one of the best players we've ever seen. 2021 is going to be the first season ever that he enters the premiership season without a Cooper Cronk, a Cameron Smith, or a Billy Slater. And I'll tell you what, Craig Bellamy is going to be well aware of this. Craig Bellamy is going to be well aware that people always talk about the asterisks next to his name. People always talk about when he went to State of Origin and he couldn't handle those three. Yeah, it's a big smudge next to his name, and he would be well aware of it. You know what else he'd be well aware of? That his biggest rival during this era has been the Roosters and Trent Robinson. The, you know, when you talk about the best coaches in the game, you've got Wayne Bennett, then there's only two other names you can possibly talk about. Trent Robinson, Craig Bellamy. Yeah? You know what Trent Robinson's done that Craig Bellamy hasn't? He's got He's won back-to-back premierships. Yeah? Craig Bellamy, he's had, what, four or five attempts at that? He hasn't been able to do it. I think this will be the last thing on his bucket list. And I think that if he manages to go back-to-back without a Cooper Cronk, without a Billy Slater, and without a Cameron Smith, Craig Bellamy will know just how massive that is for his legacy and you know you can tell me he's humble he's quiet whatever mate the amount of passion that bloke's got there is not a hope in hell he doesn't he he isn't reflecting on his legacy yeah he knows that he's got limited time left in this game he's not going to be in it forever he's been very vocal about that this could be his last year potentially is he's going to go out with a bang and I really do think he's got the team that can still win this comp they I'm I'm pretty confident on it, to be honest with you. The one thing I am worried about, I want to see who the Roosters play at halfback. I think if they manage to get a mature head in at seven, that could maybe change things. But the way the comp stands right now, I'm really confident in this Melbourne side. And I think that Cameron Munster, Harry Grant, Craig Bellamy, they're three massive reasons. Now, another one that I mentioned in the post, they've got a couple of guys leaving. Yeah, they've got Josh Adokar, they've got Brandon Smith leaving at the end of the season. Now, these are, their, uh, these are their emotional barometers, yeah? So they they set the emotional state for the team. Yeah, they're locker room guys, and they're the two best locker room guys they've got. So I think after 2021, you know, the Melbourne Storm, they're going to be very different. They're still going to have Munster, they're still going to have Harry Grant, Pappenhausen. They're still going to be real competitive. But I think this year, knowing that they're going to lose lose those two guys, I mean... Brendan Smith. I don't need to go into any more detail into what he brings. I mean, you all saw it in 2020. Just how much of a good player he is. Imagine when he's playing his last few games for Melbourne. He's just going to go absolutely batshit. And I think at the at the end of that at the end of the 2021 season, these two are just going to be so hyped up. I think Josh Adakar. That's one of the best Origin series I've ever seen from a winger. He was unbelievable playing on the wrong side. He d- defensively, he was just sensational. And these two guys, they're emotional characters. They've loved their time in Melbourne. Yes, they're leaving. I don't think they'll be happy to leave. And that, that, they will know wherever they go, they're not going to the Melbourne Storm again Yeah, It's never going to be like this again. They understand the opportunity they've got. And I'm sure they want to make it count here. And I'll tell you what, all 16, 15 of, of the other blokes in that team, they will all want to make it count for these two. Because they, they mean so much to this team. The locker room guys are extremely underrated in rugby league. The effect they have, it just happens to be that these two are absolute superstars as well. Now, the last one I want to talk about is their engine room, their forward pack. Now, they've lost Big Tino, which people are telling me is a massive loss. And yeah, I understand that Tino was a sensational player. Sorry, is a sensational player. Don't get me wrong, but when I look at Tino, I look at the history of the Melbourne Storm. The amount of just powerhouse forwards, incredible talents that have left Melbourne. They go somewhere else, and they're not quite the player they were. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen to Tino. I'm a little bit worried about it. I'm not hyping him up like everyone else is. But when these guys leave Melbourne, these representative front rowers, these representative back rowers, I mean, Kevin Proctor, Tohu Harris, uh, Brett White, you know, Mick Crocker, Jeff Lima, the list goes on. Does the Melbourne Storm Forward Pack ever fall apart? No, it doesn't. It simply doesn't happen. Yeah? And Craig Bellamy, he has guys ready to step up. Yeah, and there's a number of guys there. There's one in particular that I think is going to step into that role perfectly. In two or three years' time, there'll be another club that'll sign him for overs, and that's Tui uh, Kamakamika. I think he's going to have a big season next year, and I think he's one to really watch. And I think he'll play huge minutes, so super coach wise and whatnot, I'm not overly sure about him, but... I really do think he's going to step into that big man role. You've got Nelson Osofa-Solomona. He was sensational last year. I I expect him to get better and better. And then the the other man that really stands out for me is Christian Welsh. Now, Christian Welsh this year, uh, you know, he calls himself the white rhino down there because he's not that... Not that huge, explosive body. He's not an offload machine. He just makes his ten to twelve meters on each and every run. Gets his nose through. Gets to his elbows and knees, and gets a quick play of the ball each and every time. And I think in that Origin series, he really established himself as one of the best front rowers in the game. I mean, take out Josh Papali. I'm not sure if he isn't the second best front row in the game right now. He's simply incredible. And yes, there are more explosive guys. You got Takiaho. You got Malolo, These sort of guys, but. Mate, Christian Walsh, he doesn't make a mistake. He doesn't miss a tackle. He just doesn't let them down. And when you've got a spine like the Melbourne Storm do, and you've got a hooker like Harry Grant, that's all you have to do. And I, I think Christian Walsh, he's turned into a fantastic leader. I, I, I think I've got so much respect for this bloke. He's such a champion fella. He's such a champion footballer. And I really do think this team's going to be hard to beat. I already mentioned it earlier about their... their um. The running spine they have, of course, you know, they've got a Pappenhausen at fullback. They've got a fullback at 5'8". They've got a fullback at halfback. It suits the modern game. It really does. And I think this team, they're going to be really hard to track down in 2021. And, you know, there, there probably will be a little bit of a premiership hangover. like I wouldn't be shocked if they don't win the minor premiership here, but I think they'll just be floating along till finals footy and then they'll strike when the time comes. When Craig Bellamy, you know, it might turn out, this might be his last season. Yeah, and I mean, for me, if Craig Bellamy wins this premiership the year after Cameron Smith retires, I think that's his greatest accomplishment ever, and I think he will be well and truly aware of that, that this is one for Craig Bellamy. Yeah, there's been superstars in this team all along, and there still is, don't get me wrong, but without Cameron Smith, without Cooper Cronk, without Billy Slater, if he wins this one, this is his premiership. Yeah, this is the premiership that Craig Bellamy will walk out of the game going, I can win this comp with anyone. Don't worry about the big three. I can win it with anyone. And I think it's going to mean a lot to him. The Melbourne Storm, they're my tips to take out the 2021 premiership. I told you they'd win the 2020 premiership, and I'm tipping them to go back-to-back just like the Roosters did a few years ago.